Shadim is Tal says demons. That is <laughs> the Greeks interpret Shadim as demons. I don't like doing that because when I say demon, you're going to give me a Greek concept of demons, and that is not Hebraic. So Shadims and, and Tal, I like using Shadims, not demons, because it's difficult to explain the concept when I say demon, because it brings things with horns and tails, with a pitchfork. No, so a Shadim, uh, they're categorized as animals, but they don't have the physical form. A Shadim, um, S-H-E-D-I-M. S as in Sam, H as in Harry, E as in Edward, D as in Delta, I as in Indigo, M as in Mike. A Shadim. They are they they are they are physical beings. It's hard to explain. They are beings that don't have bodies. What you would call incorrectly as demons in the Greek language, which then was trans which came into English. So, spirits. We can say spirits. Correct. We can say spirits. But they are not nice spirits. They are created for a purpose, not for man to try and reach out to them. But we do. We do a lot. Back home, it's crazy. We do a lot. Um, but they are entities without bodies. That is why when they were being named in 25, they were eliminated and then it says Elohim saw that it was good. But because they are in and of themselves not really good, that blessing, be fruitful, multiply, is not pronounced on the animals. They are in the category of animals. Because of that entity, what you would call Shadim in the Hebrew, and then you will translate it wrongly as demons in the Greek and then to the English. The blessing is not attached to them. So this is um, my, my brother who asked the question about the living creatures. They are living creatures. They just don't house bodies. The cattle are living creatures, but they have bodies. The creeping things are, the beasts are. But this particular creation doesn't have any physical form, even though they are in the categories of animals. And because they are created... Yes, they are, they are, no, they are not evil. They are evil to us when we contact them. But Yah uses them for a different purpose. It is good to Yah. It's evil to us. So when we reach out to them, we abuse them. And then we get in trouble. Are they eternal? No, they are not eternal. No. Shadims do die. But. I don't want to talk about Shadims. If I talk about them, we'll have to take... I think the last time we talked about them, we took four sessions to talk about them, show you the proofs and the text and everything. No, they cannot be called angels. Angels, the word angel in Hebrew is malak. It means a messenger. They are sent. Angels are sent to do work. These ones are created. They are not sent to us to do any work. The 11 entities that the Most High uses for different purposes. They're not angels. 
So we can talk about Shadims. It takes like a month to talk about them. We'll look in the book of Job. We'll look in Genesis. We'll look at the uh, um, um, the writings. And then we put it together. And then we see how it's translated into Greek. Let me say this. Let me. I wish I had pictures to show you. When we study in any text, we have to put it in the culture that the text is written from or in. Example, if I go to England and I tell them, I, 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 I say this because it's funny. Um, you know, in Ghana, we were colonized by the British. So we will speak, we'll say what we speak is British English. So we drink tea, we eat biscuits and all that. I came to the United States and I go to KFC and I tell them I want a biscuit and they brought me the American biscuit, the fluffy ones. So I send it back and I tell them I want biscuits. And the lady said, that's biscuit. I'm like, no, not this one, the round one, the biscuit. And she said, and she said cookies. I'm like, no, biscuit. And then she started laughing. I'm like, why are you laughing? She's like, okay, um, you seem to be a foreigner. I'm like, yeah, I'm a foreigner. Is biscuit not biscuit? But no, biscuits in the UK is different from biscuit in the US. What you call cookies, we'll call biscuits. Now, imagine this. I write a book or I go to London, England, and I lecture and I tell them the kingdom of God is like biscuit. They understand what I'm saying because to them, biscuit is what you would call cookies in the United States. Now, I take my, my, my sister Suzanne in the UK, takes that tape, that audio file, and sends it to Brother Simon in the US. And he's playing it in his car driving to work. And he hears me say the kingdom of God is like biscuit. He's going to think of the KFC biscuit. But that is not what I meant. The problem is, Brother Simon, who is American, is not putting what I'm saying into the culture that I am speaking from. He's interpreting it based on his own culture. Now he's got a different picture than what I meant. In Ghana, juju is voodoo, black magic. Juju in the Caribbean, in Bahamas, is a fruit, a certain fruit. It's called juju fruit. So if I'm in Ghana and I say the kingdom of God is like juju, and then I go to, um, somebody takes my sermon and sends it to somebody in Bahamas, and he hears the kingdom of God is like juju, he's thinking a fruit. But that's not what I meant. I meant juju as in black magic or voodoo in Ghana. So when we take any material, the first thing is you want to put it in the culture setting that it was written in or from. Otherwise, you're going to miss the communication. That is why I'm refraining from calling these creatures demons. The, the moment I say demon, it brings up so much things into your head. You tell me about demons that were cast down from heaven, angels that became demons. I'm not talking about that. It's shadims. These are created entities in the beginning, but they not get bodies. They are referred to as animals, but they don't have any bodies. So, put that, 
put that in your spirit and always make sure that when you read the Torah, it's from an ancient Hebrew perspective. Put in the culture. Otherwise, you come up with so many different things. Greek ideas. That is why when I teach the New Testament, you see, the problem people have with the New Testament is because they put it in the Greek context. The Greeks believed a lot of crazy things. But remember, these people who walked this earth and the, the New Testament was written about them were Hebrews. So when I talk about Messiah, I don't want to hear a Messiah from a Greek perspective. I want to hear it from a Hebrew perspective because that was the perspective the book was written in. They were meant to change the culture, the meaning changes. The ideas changes. Now biscuit becomes KFC biscuit instead of cookies. So, when I say shadims, living creatures, they are entities that were created with no bodies, even though they are categorized as animals. We'll talk about shadims the more. I have some questions here. One last question. What is the difference between shadim and the spirit that inhabit man? Hold that thought. We'll explain that. So the spirit that inhabits man, we have three levels of the soul. Five levels, actually. But I'll mention three. You have the Ruach, you have the Nishama, you have the Nefesh. I'm going to, we're going to look at those three today. So the spirit that um, um, houses man is the Nishama, that is the soul. They are not the Shadims. So yes, we cannot see Shadims. We cannot see Shadims. You cannot see them. I'm going through the questions here. So they have no bodies because they were not made. Yes, very good, Martin Brown. They were not made. The Shadims were not made. They were the spiritual beings, so they're not made out of dirt. The animals are made out of dirt. This one is not because it doesn't have a body. You get you? Yeah, I like that. It's like I'm doing a good job explaining it, I hope. So this is why they are not... This is why there is no blessing on the sixth day for the animals because of this entity called Shadims. Awesome. Now we're going to go to the making of a human being. Me and you. The word human is actually two words put together. Because we're trying to define what a human is. You have humus, which is soil. And then man, which is spirit. That is where we get the word human. Humus, which is soil. Usually dark, dark soil. And then man, which is the spirit. When we bring it together, we get the word human. A human being. Meaning, this entity is made of dirt and created of a spirit. The, the English word tries to define it, which is good. So, humus gives us the body, that is the physical aspect of man. And then the man, which is the soul, gives us the spiritual aspect. That is why in Genesis 6, when the Most High was angry at man, he tells us, 
And the Lord said, Let my spirit not quarrel forever concerning man, because he is also flesh. He didn't say he is flesh. No, he is also flesh because he's not just flesh. He's also. So he's made up of some components, a spirit, which is spiritual, and then the flesh, which is physical. This is where we get the concept of a human being from. The most famous verse that everybody struggles with. Let's see if we can make clarity out of this. Genesis 1.26 And Elohim said, Let us make man in our image, after our likeness. And they shall rule over the fish of the sea, and over the fowl of the heaven, and over the animals, and over all the earth, and over all the creeping things that creep upon the earth. Based on what we are explained, based on what we've explained, Look at the instruction. Like I said last week, we read with care and slowly. He says, let us make Asha man in our image. So if I should ask you, which part is he referring to in verses 26? Which part of the human, humus, man, is verses 26 referring to when it says, let us make? Is it referring to the body or the soul? The spirit and the soul? Not necessarily. Make is when you, 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 you form something out of something, correct? And create is you form something out of nothing. Okay, so is the body. Awesome. So he says, let us make man in our image after our likeness and let them have dominion. Let them rule over the fish. So in verse 26, the focus is on the humus, the body, the physical part of this entity that is solved. Who is Elohim? Talking to who is he addressing according to the strict text, not your religious suppositions, according to the text that we are reading, who is he addressing? Ron Mark says, Earth, awesome, not the tetragrammaton, he's talking to Earth. It is very important. On the fifth day, he was talking to the waters and then the firmament. I want you to bring fishes and then the birds. According to the strict text, not your religious suppositions. Don't say Father, Son, Holy Spirit. They have not been mentioned anywhere here. Text first, I beg of you. When you read in any material that somebody wrote, let it speak to um, let it speak by itself. Don't put your theories into the text. So, according to the plain meaning of the text, the subject of the words "let us make" is Elohim, together with the earth, which has been the subject 
of verses 24. Earth will contribute the body of man. Let us make. Just as it had contributed the bodies of the animals. Whereas Elohim will contribute the soul. So earth will bring the humus part of the this, this individual. And then God will bring the spirit part of it. So he's talking to the earth. Let us make man. You're going to do your part. I'm going to do my part. And we're going to fuse these two together. That is why in 24. And the Elohim said. Let the earth bring forth living creatures. The earth is the subject here in verse 24. It doesn't change. Look at verses 20. Let's refresh. And Elohim said, Let the waters swarm a swarming of living creatures. The waters and the expanse are the subject here on day 5. On day 6, let the earth. The earth is the subject on day 6. 26. Okay, here you go. Um, okay. Yeah. So let us make man in our image. You know, we just defined human being from humus. Yes. Uh, and also from um, man. From um, man. Yes. Uh, and so we've got human. Now, obviously, here the verse says, let us make man. It doesn't say, let us make human Correct. in our own image. Yes. So it says, let, so let us make a dam. Oh, so the word is Adam. Adam, correct. So the root word for man here is Adam. The real word for man here, yes. Let us make Adam in our image. Correct. Which is basically earth, earth man or earth being. And no, Adam is a complicated word. So hold that thought where I'll explain Adam. That's why I, I left it as man. No. So okay. the, the, the word Adam actually tells us it's a spirit being in a in, in their body. Ah, uh, right. Okay. So the word uh, takes into account substitute uh, human. Correct. So I'm just I just substituted a human so that I can explain it better. The humans and the man, because the word Adam okay. means the same thing. Okay. I'm going to mute my mic now. Okay. Thank you so much. Very good question. So on the sixth day, their focus is the earth. You're going to provide something. I'm going to provide something, and then we're going to create this entity called human or Adam. The earth is going to provide something. Elohim will do likewise. Okay. Now, you've understood what is going on here when he says, And Elohim said, Let us make man in our image. He uses asar. Asar means to make out of something. When he was going to do what he's just said, let us do, he changes the verb. 27. And Elohim created. Bara is used. So if I should ask, which part was created first? The humus or the man, which is spirit? In the creation of the two entities. He says let us make man. Okay, that's what he's going to do. 
How does he start the process? He started by creating bara, which means to create out of nothing. So he focuses on the spirit man first, not the dirt. He focuses on what he is going to produce, not what the earth is going to produce or what the soul is going to produce. The focus first is the spirit being. He's going to create that spirit being first. So we say, Elohim said, let us make man in our image. And then Elohim created man in his image. Man is made in the image of the dirt, which is his body. And then man is created in the image of Elohim, which is the spirit. You see what's going on? We're going to make this thing, this species called man in our image. He's going to have two images. One is two forms, image, forms. One is going to be completely dirt and the other is going to be completely spirit. A spiritual reality. And then a physical reality. So, the text chooses to introduce the creation of the image of Elohim first. The spirit comes before the dirt. And then we're going to be introduced to the making of the image of the dirt afterwards.